0: Today I have, God has given me a very difficult task to describe something that is indescribable. It's just like telling you, durian is very nice. But how to describe durian? But we are talking about something that is more than just durian. You you hear what I'm saying? You know, uh, how do I with my finite mind, talk about the glory of God. You know, I don't I, I know about you, but uh, I've been following a lot about the war and, and today we're going to talk a little bit about that, you know, and uh, you know, uh, one of the things that blew my mind was about this whole idea of the nuclear war. You know, when I start to study a little bit about the nuclear war yesterday, I was talking about, you know, the fire, the heat, it's around 10 million degrees Celsius. Anybody got any clue how hot that is? <laughs> 10 million degrees Celsius. And and, and, and and the Lord just quickened to me, saying this, that, you know the Bible says, right, uh, nobody can see me and leave. Remember uh, the story where Moses was saying, show me your glory. God said, if if I show you a glory, you won't be in existence. You'll be frightened because I think God is more than 10,000 degrees Celsius. You know, there's, there's, there's a term that, that in the past we used to call it the Shekinah glory. And the word Shekinah, right, it's not in your Bible by the way, okay. It's coined down by rabbis and Christians. It's, it's a different kind of glory. It's a different kind of manifestation which represents light and fire. So when you think about the word Shekinah, it really means He dwells here. Okay? And it's the Shekinah glory. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, there will be no sun, no moon. Okay? No sun, no moon. It's the glory of the Lord that is going to make that place bright. Just imagine the whole universe is lit up by His glory. How big that is, Okay? Everybody say praise God. And and, 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 and and when I'm talking about the glimpse of God's glory, I, 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 there's no way I can describe His glory. There's no way all of us put together can describe His glory. But there are glimpses of His glory that we want to talk about. And, 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 and again, uh, if I can say it this way, you know, don't stop. Asking God to reveal His glory because, you know, at at, at times past in your walk with God, God will reveal Himself to you. Amen. Okay. There, I can tell you at pivotal moments when God revealed Himself to me, I became changed. There is something about when God reveals His glory, you change. You cannot be the same again. Something happens when you... Get into consecration when you, you spend your time in, 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 in spending time with the God that created the heavens and the earth. You will change. Amen. The greater has shown Himself. You, you know, one of the things that, that we're going to talk about when you encounter His glory, what happens? You know, some people think, oh, it's a, uh, it's, it's a fuzzy feeling. No, no, no. It's a fearful feeling. First of all, it's a fearful feeling because number one, God has appeared before you. And that's one of the things that I realised that that's why we need to worship God in spirit and in truth. Because if God reveals Himself in His totality, we'll be all gone. None of us can see his, a glimpse of His glory. That's why one of the things that I've been praying, even for, 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 for my granddaughter, A.V., that God will open her spiritual sensitivity. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. One of the things that i am seeing lacking in, in the 21st century that our children's sensitivity of the spiritual world has not been opened yet. They are blinded. That's what the scripture says. And you need to pray every day for them. See, because some of these things that we're going to be talking about is spiritually discerned. Amen. And you can tell that a child gets it. Because right now, it's a lot of theory in their head until it becomes when God reveals it to them. That's the timing for it. Don't pressure them. Everybody say don't pressure them. But your your constant prayer is God open their spiritual sensitivity to you because they that is born of flesh is flesh. They that is born of spirit is spirit. That's why I encourage par- parents to keep on talking about wow, what it means to be filled with the spirit. Wow, pray in tongues with them, lay hands on them and pray. Get them awakened as soon as possible. That's why the reason the children are sitting in this service so that they can a- glimpse of that glory That gleams of worshipping the Father In spirit and in truth Because you cannot teach this You only can impart it You only can impart it You cannot teach somebody how to taste durian You just got to eat You know, it, it's just like this When, when, when uh, I, I mean, I, I, I saw some videos of you Sending me, you know, your first time Your baby tastes ice cream You don't remember the first time Your baby tasted ice cream uh, Their f- eyes go like that See me like that, like. and their eyes open. I think it was Jude, right? Jude. Uh, I cream yeah, uh, 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 Javin was sending me a video, and you can see his eyes. Eh. You know, I want that to happen for our young people. We can bring them to Sunday school, but it's the spirit is not there, they will never know how to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. This goes beyond intellectual ability. This goes beyond humanity. It's a spiritual thing that we need to create a spiritual environment, not just uh, a a nice atmosphere for for, for good stories to be told. By the way, children, all the stories in the Bible are true. This is not fictional. Everybody say, Amen. You know, and, and we're going to be diving into this, and I'm going to read in a book that many sometimes don't read. You know, I've been studying a lot, okay. Hey, 40 days to do devotion, not easy there, on the same subject, I don't know what to teach anymore. <laughs> I say, Lord, another day, another day, Lord, another day. So what am I going to teach? But I'm going to tell you this, this week one is going to be interesting because we're going to talk about past revivals. We're going to talk about Spiff Wigglesworth. We're going to talk about uh, Salvation Army, how they are connected, that God gave claims of glory, and then the Azusa Street Revival, Topeka, Kansas Revival. And, and I, I'm going to be reading about uh, the narrative and the weaknesses of people who were there. And, and the reason why I, I, I want you to understand this, I want to put a seed of thought that, that God's going to revisit Himself again. I say again, God's going to revisit Himself in this generation because the Scripture goes on to say that the latter rain will be more uh, glorious than the former rain. You see, when when, when you read the book of Haggai, you know, chapter 2 verse 9, you don't have to go there because I'm really doing a lot of minor prophets and major prophets, you know. All those things has got to do with this end time. Remember, when I look at the Old Testament, right, I see the Old Testament as an example of the things that we are going through right now. That that the book of Haggai, the people did not put priority of making building the temple, and God have to warn them what's going to come. to. He says that you rather build your homes rather than my temple, uh, and, and, and 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 the people were, 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 were not. Uh, putting the priority in building the house of the Lord but they repented everybody said they repented <laughs> amen they repented and, and 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 that prophecy came and 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 when the temple was rebuilt guess what the old timers okay the old timers who saw Solomon's temple before they looked at it they wept because it was not like the first temple in chapter 2 he talks about it he says this they saw Solomon's temple. Uh, 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 they, were, they, 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 they had a glimpse of Solomon's temple. They saw the glory. But when they rebuilt the Zerubbabel temple, they wept. Because it was not like the first temple. And that's where the Bible says the latter rain will be greater. Amen. Amen. You know, it means that, don't, don't cry now. Something better is coming. This, don't, don't, don't worry about it, something better. This is a prophetic utterance, not just for the Jewish people, but I also think it's for us. Amen. Everybody say praise God. So, so let's dive in. Uh, I hope I can describe what the Lord wants me to describe. I'm going to show you a glimpse of His glory. And I'm going to, it, and this is only just part one. Part two, part three, part four, part five, part six will be about the past glories of the Lord that visited the earth. And Singapore, we do have, Revival. That, that, I don't know whether you study the Christian world of Singapore. You know, we do have a bit of glimpse here, a little bit of glimpse there. But you know what? God is building up His entire picture. Are, are you all with me here today? Amen. Come on, is, is this okay? We're going to do some Bible study today. Amen, Bible study. You know, I, I recommend you all do the minor and major prophet because it has got so much to do. You see, the church is a hidden, hidden entity for the Jewish people because they don't even think that the Gentile can be saved, right? So what you see is dual, dual prophecy. Spirit. Okay, what I mean by dual prophecy? I've got to help you understand If those people who never study the Bible in detail. You see that, that, that the church, when you see some of the prophecies that in the Old Testament, it has got to do with the church age and also the age to come, the millennial reign. So prophecy is so powerful. There's no book can, can prophesy two times. Eh. There is no book. It can, it, it, you know, prophecy is foretelling a future event but he's, he's going to talk about our days and also talking about the millennial reign. Okay? So, so, so that is the power of prophecy. That's why I love when people talk about prophecy because prophecy is God's way of revealing Himself. Amen. We shouldn't be afraid of prophecy. We don't go to sensationalism or saying that, oh, the Antichrist is Obama or, or, or whatever. We don't do that. But we have traces of what he will do. Okay? Everybody say praise the Lord. So let's turn to the book of Habakkuk. Okay? Habakkuk. Why don't we stand for the reading of God's Word? I, I love God's Word. Amen. I hope that this sessions, you know, uh, to be frank, 40 days of teaching the same subject. It's kind of tiring. <laughs> Amen. But, but, uh, but it's exciting as well because I'm really thoroughly understanding what the glory of God does, okay? Uh, the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. For the earth, everybody sit, read together with me. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters... Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us. Lord, help me, God, describe this indescribable thing, God, that will make people compelled to go after that glory. Show me your glory. Father, we recognise, God, that, Lord, in our lifetime, we cannot, Lord, even have even cover the glimpse of your glory, but we want to try, Father, because your glory is powerful. Your glory is transformative, God, right now. Lord, when, when, when the Old Testament people, God, see your glory, they, they become changed, they become anew, they become restored restored. Father, I pray God let your glory be revealed to us in this generation and you know God what we need in this hour, in this time that we're living in. So Father, let us not reduce you to just a religious ceremony but God, I pray that you will stir us today to continue to pray, show us your glory and Father, there are different dimensions of glory that you want to reveal of yourself. So Father, I pray that we are able to walk into that different dimension Lord, just like Moses had that burning bush experience, Lord, you turn him from a shepherd to a deliverer because of that burning bush experience. Some of us need to have that burning bush experience. Some of us, God, as we are fasting and and as we are seeking, God, we need that experience that will transform our lives, Father, right now. Come on, church. Let your hunger rise up. Can we just lift our hands? God, we, we do not want to settle for just normal Christianity, God. But God, we want your We want what you want for us, God. Because when we see and behold your glory, we become you. We become the person that you intended us to be. So Father, today I pray, show us your glory. Come on, church. Father, I pray, God, that you will reveal yourself in a way that we have not seen you before. Or rather, I should say that you will visit us, Lord. That you will visit us with your glory. In Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Before I dive into the manifestation of the glory, I, w- I want to give you some background in the, the book of Habakkuk. Okay? Amen. I, I think it's very important as a, as a preacher. You know, I give you context. Amen. I don't want to preach out of context because there's a lot of preachers that's out there that will take one scripture, another scripture, another scripture, but they quote out of context. When you quote out of context, you get caught. Are you with me? So the year is, let's look at this. The year is between 612 and 598 BC. Okay? Uh, the, the king at that time was Jehoiakim. Jehoiakim. Okay? He was the king of Judah. Amen. Okay? Jehoiakim. And the backdrop of this period is significant, especially considering the expansionist ambitions of the Babylonian Empire under King Nebuchadnezzar. The second, amen. Some of you, are lost you already. I'm giving your history lesson. You see, if you don't know the historical background, you can miss everything. Okay? Amen. Are you all with me here? Amen. You, you know what? Uh, how many of you will love, I, 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 I want to see by a show of hand. How many of you want to learn about Old Testament kings, prophets? Amen. Because uh, it can be very messy when you read Old Testament, the Kings, uh, Chronicles, all these things, and who is the prophet at that time? You can get all mixed up. eh? And then when you read, you you don't catch the fullness. What I want to do is to paint at this period of time in the books of First Chronicles. This happened. Who was the prophet? Who was the contemporaries of the prophets? And and were they were they the the the, the prophets of the king uh, of Judah Judah or or the other the kingdom of Israel? Because if you don't know who are the contemporaries and and why it was written for, which time period you will just go through the motion and read it without a glimpse of what God is wanting to show us. Amen. How, How many of you are interested? Raise your hands so that we can do a class. Amen. Then your Old Testament become alive. Old Testament is very interesting. To me, Old Testament is more interesting than the New Testament because it gives you a word picture of their story. Amen. It is so interesting to study the, the Old Testament. Everybody say, Amen. Again, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar II was the empire, uh, uh, again, a Babylonian empire uh, king. The empire was on the rise and was looming threat to the smaller kingdoms and stayed in the region, including Judah. The book of Habakkuk is set against a backdrop of social injustice, wickedness and the looming threat of foreign invasion. Sounds very familiar. Amen. Unlike many other prophetic books, Habakkuk's primary dialogue is with God rather than the people of Israel or Judah. He questioned God about the growing evil he sees among his own people and wonders why God does not intervene. In response, God reveals that the Babylonians will be his instrument of judgment against Judah. So, so here's the story. Okay, He's a prophet. He's going to his own people and he sees people not prioritising the presence of God, living in a way that doesn't please God. And he saw it and he's praying, Lord, have you not heard my prayer? Look at the people. They become carnal, basically. They, they are idol worshippers, but yet at the same time, God says, I've heard your prayer, and I'm going to raise up the nation of Babylon. Amen. And they will be that instrument that I will punish Judah. Amen. Amen. and And, and sometimes, right, when you look at what's happening in Israel right now, some of these things, these are prophes- prophecies that also concerning them. Hey, folks, do you not know that Israel, I was talking to Brother Shank, <laughs> Israel has become very worldly. They are not the book of the Old Testament. Amen. And, and, and what comes when you don't live a life that's pleasing after God? His judgment. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. But 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 Habakkuk is in a dilemma. Why? Because he loves his people. I say, huh? One moment he say, have you not heard my prayer? Then after that, God says, we're going to judge this country. Then he's heartbroken there. Because who wants your children to be hurt? Come on. Are, are you all listening to me? I mean, he's he's the prophet that says, "Wow, oh, Lord, these people are carnal. When will you do something, Lord? When will you do?" Then God says, "I'll do something." Huh? You do something, huh? Then how about our people? Are you going to destroy or wipe them out? Amen. This is the this is the scenario that I want you to see. He was in a difficult position, and he said, uh, "Yen Wang, injustice." You know, but, but, but that's the dialogue he debates with God. And God reveals to him, listen, I know all things. I'm in charge. Listen very carefully. You know what? Let me say this. God is in charge. God, in the whole grand scale of, of what's happening in Israel and Palestine, God knows exactly what He's doing. Amen. God wouldn't miss a beat. He will not make a mistake but he knows exactly how to bring Israel into a place of brokenness so that he can reveal himself. And then after that, he will use nations. That's why I'm saying, nowadays, I don't just pray, Lord, bless me, bless my career. I say, God, with the whole issue with China, I pray for nations to rise up like in the days of, oh, Habakkuk, amen. And, And he will raise nations, amen. Folks, don't waste your authority on cosmetic needs. Listen very carefully. God never gives you authority just to pray for your cosmeticness, just to make you comfortable in your seat every Sunday. We are. Guess what's happening in the last days when, when, when everything ends? We're going to judge nations. Amen. So we better learn how to judge nations through our intercessory prayer. Are, are you with me? So that's where, if I were you, if I want to know how to pray, open to the minor and the major prophets and see what caused them not to have total victory. And what can I learn of this situation? Because we are the spiritual Israel. Amen. Are are you with me? There, there, There are things that we can learn from this book Okay, are you with me here? Everybody clear? This is the whole scenario that is happening. And this verse, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge and the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. What does this mean? This verse emerges from a broader context in which God is pronouncing woe upon the wicked, especially the Babylonians. Amen. So you know what? God used them, but then after that, He used them. Then God says, you are not getting away. After you touch my people, I judge you. Amen. And the way God judges is not not, not, not through uh, uh, that kind of nice manifestation, it's judgment. Amen. And we're gonna study that about about the why we need the glory of God later on, okay? So so here's here's the background, you know. Uh, 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 again, despite Their role, Babylonians' role as God's instrument of judgment, they too will face consequences for their arrogance and violence. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14 stands out as a ray of hope in the midst of those woes. Amen. It promised a future time when the knowledge of the glory of God will be universally recognised and acknowledged. The imagery of waters covering in the sea is a poetic way of saying completely, entirely, that God will reveal Himself completely, entirely. Every tongue, every tribe shall see that He is God. God is sovereign. Everybody say, "Praise God!" You're not excited, huh? Amen. My Father will reveal Himself. And if He reveals Himself in His totality, guess what happened? Then He will reveal us, the sons of God. Thank you for that overwhelming response. I hope that, that's why when we sing that song, <laughs> you know what, you know, uh, what, what song we sang? The one about uh, the glory, you know. Uh, uh, and when we all get to heaven, you, you all don't like to go to heaven, huh? <laughs> you all look at me like, what am I seeing there? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it, death is not a bad thing, you know, when we all get to heaven. You know what happened happen? Uh? Let me tell you this, right? We go to this stage called glorification. You have a new body. <laughs> no more. I hope no more pot belly. <laughs> Amen. Everything will be new. Amen. I will live forever. And you know what Jesus can do, I household can do. So no more airlines. Hey, Brother Sam, let's go to China and have Peking uh, duck. Boom! We go there already. We walk through the walls. Amen. Well, you know what the Bible says? So we still can taste food, but we don't eat food. Well, that's good. Amen. I can eat all I want and I still remain the same size. I hope so. <laughs> Amen. So, so, you know, that's, that, that's kind of dimension that, we're, that we will be kings and judges over nations. So maybe the day will come. You know, uh, 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 the new premier is Kelvin uh, uh, Toy, China. Stayed from BP. Then next time I say, my brother uh, is the, 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 I don't know what they call it, Premier of, Ch- you know, China, Kelvin Toy. Yeah. Brother Shankar, India. <laughs> I don't know whether there's another India. No. Hey, let's get, hey, let's have lunch. Okay, meet you. Five seconds, speak. Be- I mean, some of us think that's crazy, but I believe so. I believe that it will happen. That's why it's a spiritual dimension. That's why you see nations unfolding. Amen, God has called us into a greater thing. So, Therefore, don't think small. Think big. Therefore, don't let the devil belittle your prayers. Pray. You know one of the things that I've asked God, no, Lord show me the dimension of my power of prayer. How many of you have prayed that prayer? I, I want to know about, because it will quicken my faith. Then God did it. God brought me all the way to the United States and in front of the people, Remember Sister Wea? I told them, in the midst of the service, I took up the mic, I said, pray for North Korea. I, I thought it was just me. They have to, I, you know, have you ever done something the Lord tells you that you want to cover yourself? I hope that's God. <laughs> when the anointing falls, you know. Then, Brother Tim Peters came in a time where the North Korea and the, uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Trump, we we'll signed the the the, the 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 agreement. Right? And then Brother Tim Peters came to me huh, and said, Remember the time when you come to the church and pray for North Korea, and now I'm here. What a weakness. That God hears your prayer. I'm telling you, uh, our prayers are not just Lord bless me, make me happy, make what? His kingdom if I can help you understand that we are in a kingdom dimension, that there is a spiritual kingdom that's going to be manifesting Himself, that King, the King of kings and the Lord of lords is coming. Okay? Amen. So in summary, let's get back to the book of Habakkuk. You know, Habakkuk grapples with the challenge of questions about suffering and divine justice it also offers hope of a future where god's glory will be universally known the prophet habakkuk in his deep engagement with this question provides a model for all believers who seek understanding and and many times that the ways of the lord are mysterious his ways are higher than our ways and when I see, you know, the people going in through, especially Christian people, when they're looking at what's happening, they get all emotional about it. Don't be led by emotions. Go back to the book. What it is said, it will come to pass. Amen. I've always go back. Every time when I see, Lord, yeah, first of, first things haven't occurred yet, the temple is not rebuilt. Not yet. Amen. The Bible says the temple will be rebuilt, but it's not rebuilt yet. But the other time, I was reading casually about, you know, they are looking for the furnishing and they are really looking for the unblemished heifer, is it? Heifer. Amen. The red heifer. Amen. And, and the person that is going to make peace treaty. Wow. Right now, it looks Impossible. But there's a, going to come a time when all this put together, I'm saying, your redemption draw nigh. Are you with me? Amen. So this prophecy, let me remind you again, it's a, it's a universal revelation. This prophecy for tiles, a time where the knowledge of God's glory will be universally known and acknowledged. You know, everywhere you see, everyone will know just as the waters cover the sea. It's going to happen. Everybody say, it's going to happen. Come on, you can do better than that. It's going to happen. And number two, there's going to be a divine manifestation. It implies a powerful manifestation of God's presence, majesty and splendor, revealing His character and sovereignty to all people and nations. Amen. God's going to reveal Himself. Sovereignty, whether it's judgment, whether it's is whatever, God's going to reveal Himself. That's like in the Old Testament, where God reveals to the nation. We're going to study about that. When the power of the glory is revealed to the nation, what does it look like? Okay? And then number three, there's a spiritual awakening. Uh, a fulfillment of this prophecy will result in a global spiritual awakening where people from every tribe Tongue and nation will come to true understanding of who God is. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Amen. And then number four, kingdom fulfillment. It points to a commutation of God's redemptive plan where the, His kingdom is fully realized on earth and His will is done as it is in heaven. We're going to see the millennial reign. Amen. 1,000 years. Amen going to be amazing when Jesus Christ is going to be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Can't wait. Amen. You know, again, uh, the power of God's glory is immense. It's transformative. It's awe-inspiring, revealing His character purposes, impacting the lives of individuals and also nations. Everybody say praise God. That's why we need His glory. Amen. Can, can I hear a big amen? <laughs> you see, what happens when some of the gleams of the glory is revealed? What happened? Ready? Number one, it's a manifestation of God's presence. Exodus chapter 40 verse 34, Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple tabernacle. God's glory filled the tabernacle, signifying his divine presence among the Israelites. It was a visible manifestation of God's dwelling with his people. How many of you need to, uh, I mean, how many of you come here for the presence of God or you just come here for duty? Let me ask you this question. I come here today expecting God to move. I come here to see him face to face. Are you with me? You know, I don't come here to see your face. First of all, I come here to see His face. Amen. Because something happens when I come to see His face. I'm reminded of my identity. I'm reminded that I, I, I belong to Him. I'm reminded. That's why children, they have to come to the house of the Lord. Because you know what? If you can do it now, you can do it later. Easier. Let me give you an example. In my household, morning, okay. normally we don't eat one. My whole household. Because I train them from young. The house of the Lord, we fast. So then now my children is like, when, when some of you eat, they say, huh, why they must eat? They don't understand that. Because in my household, when you come, you prepare yourself fasting. Amen. Your stomach crawls, no more crawling, because you train it. Do you know that you won't die without one meal eh? Your body starts to starve only after 20 years, 20 days without food. It's good to fast. You kill all the the zombie cells. They call it zombie cells. (laughs) Amen. You're looking at me real strange. Okay, today don't eat. I preach longer, so 12.30. No, just kidding. (laughs) We kill all the zombie cells. We become healthier. Our mind becomes more focused. Amen. I'm glad to say that I, I, I cut down on my caffeine quite a bit. Got headache it be here and there, but not so bad. Still bearable. Amen. But I still drink ah. today. I still drink. Because I slept very late, because I'm thinking about this message. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Sometimes it's good to cut away certain things to focus. Every time ah, when I cut away, pray this prayer, Lord. This hunger that I'm feeling, make it a spiritual hunger. Let me remind her that I'm a spirit actually. I'm an excellent spirit. The Bible calls us an excellent spirit, the Holy Spirit. Let me tap into that. Your children won't die just because they cry. You start early, the better it is. Thank you for that overwhelming response. When I thought about fasting, everybody's so excited. Look at your. Oh, I can see the smiles. I see everybody smiling. You know what? Because let me help you understand. You want to be spiritually sensitive to the spiritual things of God, then you must cut down on activities that promote flesh. Amen. Hear me now. Are, are you with me? Come on. All those veteran prayer warriors, wave your hand, say, Amen. Some of us forget how to fast, fasting. The Bible says, When he fasts, not if he fasts. God expects the people of God to fast. Yes. Why? To tune into the spiritual dimension. So that I am spiritually sensitive and then I will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. That I will tell myself, my flesh wants everything, cannot want that. Yeah, right. Bad on you. You know, Ah, uh, remember, don't ever sell your birthright because of a meal. Yeah. Hello? Everybody say praise God. Somebody by the name of Esau. You say, why so serious? One action can cause you to lose your anointing. Do you not know in church, I realise this about people. If you don't rest your anointing that God intended for you, it can switch past by you. And God will raise a Jacob Somebody who desires that anointing. Say, you don't want to, I take law. Amen. The mantle, you must go after it. God's not going to force you. Let me say you something before I move on, right? All of us were supposed to give glory to God. You better make sure you know where God wants you to be because there's a design. The design, yes, I say there's a design. More than just a father, more than just a husband, more than just a son, there's a design. There's another design that God f- created you. It's called your calling. Your, by the way, your calling was never just sit on your seats. Amen. I'm saying this, that's a calling. You got to figure it out. You got to pray. You got to serve other people. Normally, how do you know your calling? You serve other people, then you will come to you. Amen. 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 Oh, oh! I just serve. Oh, you know what? Brother T.F. Tanny said this to me. He said, Brother Timothy, if you want to know your calling, listen to me. You know what he said to me? Brother Timothy. You know how Brother T.F. Tanny, Brother Timothy, if you want to know your calling, serve this man of God. You know what? He said, I don't know what to do. Serve the church. Amen. There's always something to do. Amen. You know, that day I was just talking to Brother Charles and he was telling me, oh, photography, not enough people. If you are interested in photography, look for Charles. He will teach you. There's always something to do. Thank you for that overwhelming response. Free some of your brothers who have three or four duties, uh. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise God. I'm, I'm just telling you, this is not a time for us to relax. La. This is time, is the most exciting time, the time period where God's going to reveal Himself. You know what I want to be? I, if I can be in the, in, in the you know, the, the, the Bible says I'd rather be a gatekeeper. You know, I'd rather just stand outside where I can see the glory. I, I don't care. I just want to be involved. I want to be involved with the stirring. I want to be involved where God is. I want to involve myself with every prayer meeting, everything that I can do. I want to get involved because I never know where God's going to reveal His glory. And that when God reveals His glory, I'll be changed. That's why I make myself available. The place where God wants us to be is be available when He speaks to you and He draws you. Amen. Because if we don't, listen very carefully. It is so, so critical because if you quench your spirit, it's very hard to revi- rev- revive that spirit. The Bible says quench not that spirit. Or here's an, another worst thing. You can quench the spirit or you can grieve the spirit. When you say, I grieve the spirit, it's a, it's, it's a lifestyle that is not glorifying to God. There are two things that I don't want to do. Quench and Grieve. Quenches, when God says, I draw, I draw you, come on, I draw you to this place, I draw you to His presence. I, uh, I want to drink coffee, la. I go buy Yakun, then I come back, huh? then you go down there, buy Yakun, draw, la. then you are praying, you just don't feel it. Amen. But there are sometimes, you, you in the MRT, you feel His drawing presence, you driving the car, you singing songs, you feel His presence, say, park the car, I want to talk to you. And then you stop and say, you know what, brother Willoughby said this. You know what? He told me this, brother Willoughby. He says, remember God moments. I cannot tell you where God's going to review, but you will know when God says, I'm calling you into intimacy. I'm calling you. Come. Separate yourself. Focus on me. And Brother Willoughby told me this, don't forget those God moments in your Bible study because if you, you, you cannot have those God moments in your Bible study if you don't know how to give Him that moment when He calls you to intercessory prayer. That moment He calls you to intimacy where you know, okay, I feel a, He's calling me. It's just like, do you not know that if we are being spiritually sensitive, right? It's just like a phone call, eh? You know, when you receive a phone call, like some of us in the service, we think, "Eh, eh, eh." God can call us and say, I need you. I need you. But the problem is, we don't think that God can call us. We go to religious circles. We compartmentalize God. We go like that. Okay, this is my job. Uh, uh, Okay, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My goodness, there's more. God wants to warn you about things in your life. There's no time where God says, hey, you know what? I want you to take away your time and go get up and pray because there's something I need you to pray about. And I pray this prayer many times, many, many times. If my children are struggling, Lord, wake me up. If they need my prayer, wake me up. I don't want to be sleeping and I can pray something away. I don't want because I need to be spiritually sensitive and that's what this fasting and this this whole whole deal that we are doing. I want to be spiritually in tune. I want to be led by the Spirit. Pray this prayer. Lord, teach me how to be led by the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. We need the manifestation of God. We need our Bible study when God shows up. Amen. I say God shows up, end of deal. When God shows up. Oh, when God shows up in counseling, the stubborn, the hardened heart melts. When God shows up. Oh, I, I, I remember the story. We, we were talking about some history. I think we need to talk about the history of Tabernacle of Joy. How we became Tabernacle of Joy and some of us look at our constitution, got drunk, addict, uh, ministry and all those things inside because we need a visa for Brother Willoughby. Right. And, 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 and Jenny Miller used to go to, to those halfway houses, hardened men. Right. That's all over. And Sister Jenny just whisper, the Lord wants me to tell you. This, 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 this. Nobody could ever uncover that. That, that. that the strong man begin to crumble like a baby. The gifts of the Spirit. The anointing of God. We need that. But in order for us to want it, we cannot win people intellectually. Amen. We cannot win people intellectually. What is born of flesh is flesh. What is born of Spirit is Spirit. Only Spirit can reveal those things that says that, hey man, <laughs> you prophesy about how, how, do you know my story? God reveals it to me. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Listen very carefully. You know, how they chose the leaders? Remember the rod? They all put it in the presence, the one that budded supernaturally. You know what? I can choose you a leader, but you need to bud. <laughs> Amen. If you don't operate in the gifts of the Spirit, right, you're only operating in one dimension. You know what? You're just being a nice fellow. We don't need nice people. We need people that operate in the spiritual gifts. Are you with me? Come on. Are you with me? When we need people that say, I'm feeling something off here. Bro, I'm feeling somebody. Somebody can give you a word. Say, brother, do this, do that, do that. Prophetically, do this, do this, do this, do this. God will answer your prayer. We need people like that. Everybody say amen. We need people to tell us the times of the times that we are living in. We need to access. Folks, listen. We need to access the gifts of the spirit. In order for us to access the, access the gifts of the spirit, then we must more be more spiritual. Because it's the gifts of the spirit. It's the fruit of the spirit. It's not the fruit of the flesh. It's not the gifts of the human flesh. Don't mistaken uh, your motivational gifts and your talents as the gifts of the spirit. Some of us just, just, just dwell into our gifts and, and, and you know what? Listen, if, if, if you dwell into your giftings uh, and, and, and you know what? You don't have the fruit of the Spirit to balance you. You become proud. Amen. Are you, are you all with me here? And, and, and that's what the glory does. Then the glory reveals, number two, the revelation of God's holiness. Amen. Well, I love this one. I'll, I'll talk about this later on. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 and 3. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up. And the train of His robe filled the temple. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of Glory. I mean, I wish that all of us would have an encounter with God and a a time that we only shout holy, holy, holy. All we shout today is carnal, carnal, carnal. You know, holy means what? He takes preeminence. eh? Nothing can compare. Separate. He cannot be identified with the world standard when I think about God, He alone is holy. That's what He's talking about. That I need to come to a place where, where my focus, where my worship is so focused that I put Him as holy, holy, holy. That nothing, whether right now, you are thinking, some of us thinking, what am I eating? in uh, You know, you need to wrestle that and say that I need to listen to pastor voice. I need to focus in. I need to put away my handphone and focus in. You know know what? Listen. Do you not know that God watches you? uh, What you are doing uh, in the service? Amen. Brother Kelvin, if I talk to you, uh, Mm. Huh? What you say? Huh? Ah? Hey, eh, Pastor, God say man? Pastor, God say man? There are so many times I say a lot of things. Eh. I say things about oh that 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 that, that oh, uh, Brother Raymond Uward U- U- is coming. Go say man Oh, by the way, Brother Raymond Uward U- has already. Uh, agreed to come next year. Everybody say pray. I got to just finalise that, that date. Say amen. We just pray for... We already got our DCD speakers uh, for next year. Uh, everybody say praise God. Amen. And they are powerful preachers. Joel Urshan is coming. You know, so we are excited about that. Next year already, half of the people responded to me already. You know, I'm very happy. So next year, we're going to have a lot of men of God that's coming. We're going to have a school of Scripture back again. We're going to have David Norris. He's going to talk about principle of prophecy, but he have, I haven't reached out to him yet, but pray. <laughs> Amen. Everybody say praise God. Okay, Isaiah's vision of God's glory revealed the holiness of God, leading to Isaiah's confession and consecration. The glory of God is intrinsically linked to His holiness. That means when you talk about the glory of God, you cannot separate holiness. Amen. You cannot. He will separate you because the Holy Spirit will separate what is God and what's not. Amen. You don't have the Spirit of God, you have the Spirit of man. That's dangerous when you don't know how to separate. Amen. That's why it's very carefully, you have to be very careful. That's why there are times where people who, 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 who commit adultery, you say, uh-huh, no one, I got one wife, what? No, you commit a spiritual adultery. When, 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 when you have the love of the world and then you don't have the love of God, that's adultery. That's why the scripture says, cleanse your hands, you double-minded. You know what double-minded is? One moment you want to be Christian, one moment you don't want. You come Sunday, holy, 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 holy. Then when you leave, how's is he holy? The holiness doesn't affect you. The holy support. Spirit, Goal is to make you without spot or blemish. And like, like uh, again, you are here. I, I thought uh, that, that session when I say, when you're good, is not good enough. Or, or when you glorify God, it's, it's not about the best. Best is very subjective. Amen. When we say, I glorify God, it's not giving the best. Like, because best is very subjective. Man. If I give you a four-month project, uh, listen, if I give you a four-month project, uh, then you got one week to do it. And then you do that one week. You think it's your best? No. Glorifying God, right, requires you a whole lifetime, forever. Amen. That we will continue to glorify. Just go back to day what? I think day 20 or day 19. Okay, glorifying God. Listen to that because God expects us to continue in this process of perfecting ourselves and to be perfect for I am perfect. That's what the scripture says. That's why we have debriefed. Some of you, you need to understand that's why we have debriefed because we can do better. Amen. I mean, come on. Everybody say praise God that we are glorifying God. Amen. You know, we can have all the gadgets in the world but we don't know how to use it at no point. Come on, everybody say praise God. You do not know what's going on behind the scene and the classes that some of you can have so that we can have quality services. Everybody say praise God. You say do your best, huh? What if the best that guy cannot even stream? (laughs) Come on. What if your best is not enough? Oh Lord, help me. The Bible never says do your best. The Bible says whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. You know what it means? God is perfection. God is, I'm doing this. With the idea that, that, that in my service to Lord, if, if right now I'm doing my best, that's fine. But tomorrow's best should be better. Because I'm perfecting myself in, 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 you know, becoming the man that God wants me to be. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, and number three, demonstration of God's sovereignty. Psalms chapter 9, verse 7 and 8 says, But the Lord reigns forever, executing judgment from His throne. He will judge the world with justice and rule the nation with fairness. Amen. God's sovereign rule over the nation is a facet of His glory, His authority, His governance, demonstrate His supreme power and glory. Amen. God's going to judge this world. Some of the things that is unfolding, some of the earthquakes, some of the leaders that are dying suddenly may be God's judgment. Amen. Thank you. Uh. We don't know what's happening. Hey, Why did this person die? Could it be that he is an idea that he can put? I mean, I say, could it be? God knows how to go in, uh, into a political arena and say, hey, remember the guy by the name of Nebuchadnezzar? In the book of Daniel, he thought he was such a high and mighty. And Daniel told me, I tell you what the vision is. You will be a cow. You will be a beast. And after seven years, is it seven years? After seven years, then you realize that I am God. Just imagine if one of our political leaders, you know, become a beast. I mean, hey, look here. You know what I've been praying? Evil leaders humble them. Just like in the book of the Old Testament. Because I can't touch them. You can't touch them. Your vote can't touch them. But if God gave us the story of this guy who is high and mighty, Nebuchadnezzar, who thinks that he is all-knowing, that he wants people to build a big statue of him so that, that people, God literally tells him, I, 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 I really want to be in Daniel's position when he interpreted that, that that dream. I say, you know, huh? The dream that you have for you are going to be a beast. Eh? And for seven years, you know why or not? Because God wants to teach you uh, to humble yourself. But after seven years, you'll be up again. Okay? And you will know that He is the Lord. I think if I go and tell this to some of the political leaders, right? They will send me to a camp and torture me, pull out all my teeth. Amen, you know what the Old testament prophets don't have it easy. You tell me they go to the king you know uh, uh, you know the old testament you know the old testament prophets right you know sometimes we see. Glimpse of some of the movies, and some of the movies you have sorcerers, and, and some of them, you know, they stay somewhere in the mountain, and then they have white hair, you know, and then they they, they, they conjure up a pot. Uh, let me tell you, about that, me tell you, about that. you know, that kind of stuff. But 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 that that that, that is not what the Bible says. Like, the Bible says there were prophets that dedicated, and they will come. I don't know what they have, but uh, maybe a, a rope. Isaiah is coming. <laughs> And then after that, you know, the king was smart enough to entertain prophets. The days will come. The Bible says your sons and daughters will prophesy. The days will come, folks, that we will start to begin to take that rightful position that God intended the church to take. The church cannot be religious no more. The church needs to step into the place of authority that God intended it to. Thank you. Uh. Y'all you don't believe it. I do believe that God's going to raise prophets. I do believe that our prayers, we need to start praying big prayers and not just religious prayers to keep me, keep me happy, keep me a job. So, folks, you know what? I have a whole series that I'm going to talk about when your children become your idol. Scary. Amen. God never that humanity to be a idol because they are not all-knowing. They can control you, control your choices. But, but, but we need to learn how to hear God's voice because we want to demonstrate God's sovereignty. Amen. God is sovereign. My children is not sovereign. God is sovereign. Are you hearing me? God is sovereign. Everybody say praise God. Number four, there's a, that, 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 when, when God reveals his glory, there's a transformational impact. You know, uh, uh, I, I love this scripture uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Okay? But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Amen and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Is it there? Yes, it's not showing here. Okay, amen. Everybody say praise God. You see, when we encounter the glory of God, things changes. Let, let me give you an example. You all remember that I died by the name of Saul? You all remember Saul? But now we know him as Paul. Remember, Paul's original name was Saul. He was a zealous Pharisee who persecuted the early Christian church. You all remember that story? And then he was present at the stoning of Stephen and was dedicated to eradicating the followers of Jesus, considering them to be blasphemous and heretical. Okay? So in Acts chapter 9, verse 3 and 4, it tells us this Acts chapter 9, verse 3 and 4, as he journeyed. He came near Damascus and suddenly, everybody say, and suddenly, a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Amen. I, you know what? I've been reading this scripture. I say, God, you can, you can review yourself to religious leaders you can reveal yourself in, in the road to Damascus. There are some people that are just God-fearing, you know. And God can reveal Himself to them better than we reveal to them. And God is already, I can tell you by, by right now, they are that they they right now, God is revealing p- to people who He is. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. While on His way to Damascus to arrest Christian, Saul was suddenly enveloped by a blinding light from heaven and fell to the ground. And he heard the voice of Jesus asking why he was persecuting him. This encounter was the reason Christ marked the beginning of Saul's transformation transformative impact. Saul was blinded by the encounter and had to be led into Damascus where he fasted and prayed for three days. Ananias, a disciple of Jesus, was sent to restore his sight and baptise him. Well, I thank God for Ananias. At least he got the guts to go. Amen. Just imagine. Uh, Chang, go to Afghanistan. Somewhere in the mountain, there's somebody that needs you to t- baptise them. Huh? Wish God. Oh, you got to parachute down. There's no airport. Oh, you got to take a car there by, you know, like, like maybe one week to go there. And on the way there, there's a lot of terrorists, So you be careful. But I'm so glad for somebody by the name Ananias that he looked at him. He got baptised, him. shared the gospel. Amen. The days will come when God's going to reveal Himself. And God will call us, go baptise them. Notice this. Baptism is a big deal, that God have to send someone to go there. La. By the name of Ananias. Don't let anybody tell you that baptism isn't a big deal. Amen. He, he got to send somebody. La. And you know what? Realise this. La. God didn't baptise. God didn't send an angel to baptise because it's a partnership with humanity that we must answer the call. To be apostolic, it means to be sent. The strength of the church is not its in sitting capacity, but it's sending capacity. We need to be able to send. We need to be able to say, God, if it's you, I'm going. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. I celebrate Ananias today. Amen. Because of that encounter with Jesus, Paul, ministry changed. It became an apostolic ministry because Paul became one of the most influential apostles of the early church. Because of Paul, the Gentiles got the gospel. Come on, aren't you excited? Because somebody had an encounter with Jesus. He became the apostle to reach the world. What happened if in DCD someone have an encounter with God and become an apostle to Asia? Thank you for the overwhelming response Come on, I'm saying that Whatever happens can happen today What we need is the glory factor We cannot go lower than the glory factor Because when God shows up, everything changes When He shows up, miracle signs and wonders happen When He showed up, the greatest miracle will happen That's called Transformation Everybody say praise God. I I don't know about you, but but Paul, he was on his own agenda. He had his agenda to destroy the Christian world. I don't care who your friends, I don't care who your loved ones is. They may have agenda. There's antichrist. Christ, but God knows how to show up. <laughs> I say again, God knows how to show up. Amen. That's a song. That's it. When he walk into the room. What else? Huh? Everything changes. I tell you something. The story of that, that that challenge Elijah and you know Elijah, sorry, Elijah and all these prophets. They they try to pour water on that, that, that offering, <laughs> poor water, say now fire cannot even consume. <laughs> and he called down heaven. And you know what? He said this, the, the, the Elijah, the prophet, will you falter into two opinions? If it's God, let him be God. And fire came down. I don't care how hardened the heart is. God, when God walks in, can I share something with you? I have sinned. Harden hearts milk in the presence of Jesus. That's why we need the presence of God. Hear me now. That's why we need the glory. Because God can turn a, suddenly a light bulb suddenly turn on. A light bulb can suddenly turn on for your young people. A light bulb can suddenly turn on. I need this glory. What is this? Who are you? Who are thou? Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, we can't do this on, on just good music alone. Come on, everybody say praise God. We can't do this on good preaching alone. I need to step back and say God, come in. I love Brother Stone King because he never finished his messages. And he always preached the same thing and the presence of God fall. Hey, Last year, he also preached that same message. Eh? Hey, Last year, but it's the same thing. After that, he never complete I write my notes also halfway hour to be continued. (laughs) You know why? Because he understands when God comes in, I leave. He take the rightful place. Everybody say praise God. That's why we don't put sometimes a timing in our services because you never know where God shows up. Let me tell you something about phases of God. You want to know something? I'll tell you something. The first phase God moves to lure you in. The second phase, God waits. Because there are still doubts in the house of the Lord. If you are the tarry, that's why tarry until. I say again, tarry until. Sometimes God's, you know, if you are somebody that wants to tarry and say, I really want you. You wait until everybody. Well, sometimes I'm so busy praying for people. That's fine. But Brother Willoughby said this uh, to me. Remember? Just pray for all the people. But then after that, right? Spend time in your own altar talking to God, making that connection. And he said this, I will always be there to pray for you the last. But serve the people first. Amen. Praise God. Are are you all with me here? Amen. We talk about apostolic ministry and then his transformation also. He... There's perseverance in suffering. Amen. Paul faced immense suffering for the sake of the gospel, including imprisonment, beating, shipwrecks, and even martyrdom. Yet he remains steadfast, considering his suffering as nothing compared to the glory to be revealed. And, 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 and when he encountered God, he became, uh, how many of you are thankful for the episodes? I love the epistles. Come on, everybody say praise God. You know, the Pauline epistles, when I say the Pauline epistles, it's not Pauline that writes the epistles. (laughs) It's called the Pauline epistles. Amen. Because it's written by Paul. Right? Everybody say, amen. You know, I love the epistles. You know why? Because X tell me how to get safe. The epistles teach me how to stay safe. Amen. I am so drawn. My favourite book is Romans. It's a thesis of, of, of the salvation plan. Oh, my goodness. How about Philippians? Oh, I like that. E- Ephesians. Thank you, huh? Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, again, listen, listen. If, can, I, can I share something with you? Okay. I'm not being critical here. Listen very carefully. I'm talking to People. That have been a Christian for a very long time, just because you say, I joined the class already. Are you studying the word yourself? Not because you have to preach, not because you have to what? Are you studying to know Christ? Well, after PI, graduate, Ray, so what? I still want to know Christ. Eh? Are you studying? I'll tell you why no. Because I can see in your face. There's no zeal. There's no passion. Because if you know God, there's a zeal that comes. It's a zeal of the Holy Ghost. That you say, wow, I see it's written, it's written, it's written. I want to claim this presence. I want to claim it for my family. I want to claim it for my generations. Where, where's that zeal of studying the Word of God anymore? Oh, oh, uh, 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 no more PI. So what? The PI is supposed to launch you into further studies. <laughs> Because I want to know the glory. Because uh, you know what? Listen very carefully. I ask you a question. Okay, leaders, I'm talking to my leaders. What book are you reading? If you have no book that you're reading, then how are you getting motivated? Sunday? This one hour? I'll tell you this. Leh. You gotta open the book uh, and you gotta say, I gotta figure this out. I gotta figure Haggai. I gotta figure the book of Daniel. I'm into four, four chapters of, of, of commentary writing. Then I look, I cannot help it because I have to look at some contemporaries. Then I have to open this book up, open this book and find the context and stuff. It's like a map. Leh. I tell you, once you dive into the Word of God, uh, my goodness, it is so exciting. Leh. Better than Lord of the Rings. Uh. Amen. I say again, you know, what what's uh, Austin, what's that lady's name? Lynn? Jade? No. Lynn Austin. I recommend the book, The Kings, is it? Gods and Kings. Thank you, Nails. She tell me about the book. It's, it's written in a very narrative form, storytelling. Wow, it's so good. I, I got to even do research after reading it a little bit, right? I say. Yeah, did he really say that? I opened the Bible. You know, but, but, but it gives you an idea of the narrative. You, is, guys, you got to get into the Word. Eh? When you get into the Word, uh, suddenly uh, Hezekiah and people like that all become alive. Eh? You see their life. You see their character. Eh? You see Moses' character coming before you. Eh? And you know how to put on Moses' anointing. Oh my goodness. You need to have that Moses' anointing. You need to have that Daniel's anointing when the time up is when you, when you stand firm for God. Folks, these people, all these characters that are in the Bible was for examples and the Holy Spirit uses them to show us a characteristic and if you were to dive into it and if you need a model, you you know, there's a model for us. It's in the book, it's in the Old Testament as an example. Open it up, read it and say, God, this quality that I want, you know, I, 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 I did a PI class, it's so funny. I, I, I did a PI class with them with all the character studies and I say, is this an orange, is this green? Is this a blue? Is this, is, is, is this? And they were like blown away. Okay, you know, have you considered this Is emotion struggles and stuff like that? So, so if we were to dive in the Word of God, right, we have no time for Netflix. We have no time for, for, for Hulu. We have no time for Prime, Amazon Prime. And then not only that, that oh, I tell you, uh, you are so fired up uh, that you want to tell stories to your children. I mean, that day I was just talking to Abby about some of the things that I've been reading. You know, and then she said, wow, you know, I mean, can, can, can we turn up the fire? Can we transmit desire? Hey, where do you get that, ah, daddy? Hey, where do you get that, ah, daddy? The word. Hey, Amen. You see, I can tell you one thing. The only way that you can impart the love of the Word is when you cannot impart knowledge, you can only impart what you are. Amen. Are, are you with me? That's why the apostle wrote, oh, his greatest legacy to me was his letters. Because you and I are benefiting from it. Amen. The glory changes him to a letter writer an author. Amen. That he started to pen down words that God has revealed to him. And today, you and I are beneficiaries of that. Amen. Amen. He talked about, even he, 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 he even penned down the 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Amen. He penned it down. That he says that we change from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. And then, wow, here's my favourite one. Do you not know in the Bible that Paul had a vision of the third heaven? But he cannot say it. Wow! Secondly, God reveals some things that he cannot write it down. My goodness, that that this this glory has has taken him into the uh, a dimension where 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 I don't know what he's talking about, and he cannot say it. Let me tell you this, that when you, have, when you have a walk with God, God can take you to a revelation and understanding that will change your life forever. That, 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 that He can start writing things down, that He's inspired. Amen. Last time, they, they use scroll. They use a pen and an ink. And then they start writing. like They don't have a word processor. They don't have Microsoft. They don't have save files. They don't have copy and paste. They don't have... I wonder if the... Uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, will have that technology today. How many books he could have written? But here's one thing that I've said to you. There are some of you that God is speaking to your heart about writing. You need to start writing. Amen. Amen. Start recording. Praise God. And another manifestation of his presence I love this one conviction and repentance. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 to 3 says this: When the Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple, and the priest could not Enter the house of the Lord because of the glory of the Lord have filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their face on the ground, on the pavement, and worship and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His mercies endure forever." Amen. Another story that has about convictions and and, and when Isaiah saw the vision, the train filled the temple. He says, woe for I'm undone. Amen. Let me tell you something about the presence and the holiness of God. When He really appears, right? When He really appears, you feel like I'm unclean. Amen. There's a dimension where God reveals His holiness to you and you will feel unclean. I still remember the time. There are two aspects that we felt it. And when God reveals Himself, I feel very unclean. I feel very condemned. And then when I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and I say, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Something changes in me and there's a boldness of the Holy Ghost comes upon me because those that are sons of God, are by, uh, those that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Amen. And, and, and I let the Spirit take control over me and I don't feel condemned anymore. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. You know, there is a conviction. You know, Isaiah said this in 6 verse 5, Woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King. Oh, wouldn't you love that that we all can say for my eyes have seen the King. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody, say praise God. Come on, you know, uh, the, again, you know, and then what happened was then, and then, you know what? The purification and the, commission, the commission, commissioning of Elijah. Amen. You see, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 6 and 7 tells us, then one of the seraphim flew to me. Wow, wouldn't you like a seraphim to fly to you? But we got something better than the Seraphim. It's called the Holy Ghost. Amen. Having his hand in life coal, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. Notice it's from the altar. Amen. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Amen. And then you see, after the encounter, it launched uh, Elijah into prophetic ministry. It launched into boldness and faithfulness. It launched into a deeper revelation. He had a revelation of Isaiah is one of the best prophetic books about Messiah. My goodness, what glory can do. Amen. All because of that glory experience. Do you want that glory? I want that glory because I can't change me. Oh, I'm undone. Amen. I hope you understand that I'm trying to stir you. There are some things that you cannot do with your own strength. Only the glory of the Lord, only your encounter and dimension with God that can do it. Amen. And then again, you know, we talk about you know uh, the provision and the protection of God. We see you know stories after stories of Egyptians during the plagues, Amen. And then the Canaanites before the Israel invasion, the Philistine during the ark. The ark of the covenant was captured. The Philistines, not the Filipinos, ah, the Philistines. You know they 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 took the ark of the covenant. And then when they took the ark of the covenant, guess what? That Philistine had all kinds of plagues, all kinds of diseases. You know what they say? (laughs) I think we better send it back. (laughs) I I think we better send it back. That's kind of power that God wants to give us. Amen. Just imagine if one of you get arrested. If if I go to Ukraine, I get arrested. I'm not the Ark of Covenant, but I carry the presence of the Lord. And suddenly, all their people start to die. You know what they say, uh, all these hostage, uh, now release them back. (laughs) Uh, Then I walk to the camp and say, hey, hey, who released you? They release me. That kind of power. You know, I'm just thinking out loud. Could it be that we never quote some of these stories with God and pray? Amen. Then Assyrian at at Jerusalem uh, siege. You know, again, uh, wow, this one is really amazing. An angel of the Lord came and struck up 185,000 Assyrians there. You don't need to bomb the place. Angels will come. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You see, what I'm trying to tell you today, you know, is that the glory of God, don't play play. Amen. There are some things that the glory can do that we cannot do. This is a glimpse of what we are talking about. There's much more. And I'm going to be sharing with you this week, you know, somewhere in Wednesday onwards, I'm going to be sharing with you in old time past what those revival looks like. And I want you to hunger for things like that. Because if He do it again, He can do it again. That's one of the things that that some of these old prophets renew it. Renew the former glory. Renew that glory that we seen. Renew it to our time. Renew it to our generation. Do what you are famous for. We don't just sing, do what you are famous for. Walk me through the water. You know, walk me through the water is not going to the poolside huh? and then you walk in the shallow end. Eh? Walk me through the water. Walk me through the... Do what you are famous for. Then you walk in the water in, uh, uh, what's that, harbour front there. You are famous for. I don't know, your, do you have that An analogy? It's about the Red Sea opening up. La. Amen. Yeah, folks, I, I'm here to tell you this. I'm after that. La. I'm here to see nations bow before God. I want to hear that God will raise me up with a holy discontent that I can start to pray with my powerful prayers. I say again, when you start to, 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 to think like God, when you start to operate in the financial world, you can stop financial crisis. Amen. I, I say again, you can even turn your working place with a toxic environment to turn it around because of your authority that is found in Christ Jesus. Are you all with me? We don't serve a miniature God. Come on, everybody say amen. It's just that we just got a thing big. You know what? I, I hope I give you a glimpse. Listen, let's stand to our feet when I'm done. I hope I, I, I want you to give a glimpse to you about the glory of God because many times, you know, I let your stand up first. I let your stand up first. Amen. Hear me now. Hear me now. I think this is, very important. Christianity is more than just coming every Sunday sitting in this place. The world needs us. Come on, everybody say Amen. amen. You know, sometimes I, I, I'm just so afraid of the Christian world. They package Christianity. It's just bless me, bless me, annoy me and all this. And the, the world that I can see in an aquarium, I can see a small glass tank, a very small glass tank and you put an anawara, Okay. Is it anawara, arawana, arawana? See, thank you. <laughs> and then, if the world is so small, the arawana will never grow. But if you let it go to the wild, the world—my goodness—they grow huge. Your destiny is really depends on your perspective. I serve a great God. And I don't want you to think that God is not able, He is. But there are times that His answers, you got to take it on. Because God wants to change you, transform you. God wants to invite you to His glory. Before you say no, say, God, show me your glory. Can we do that right now? Lord, as your hands are lifted up here in this place, come on. Church, why don't you just lift up your voice? God, we want you to visit our homes, but more than just our homes, our nations. Lord, Singapore to Malaysia. Lord, to Indonesia. Father, right now, come on, just leave your voice. Father, we pray for, Lord, the peace of Jerusalem. God, we pray for Israel right now. Lord, we stand in the gap, God, of our our people. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, God, that You will reveal Yourself, Father. Lord, let the glory of the Lord visit them. Let the glory of the Lord be revealed, God, to their enemies, God. Lord, whatever weapons, whatever missile they launch, let it, Lord, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. But God, I pray, Lord, those those hostages, God, will be released, Father. Lord, just like in the days of old, when when they kept the Ark of Covenant, Lord, that, that there'll be plagues, God, that there'll be diseases. Father, I pray that you will protect the innocent. I pray that you will protect those casualties of war. And I pray, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, the whole arena, Lord, I come against, God, the agenda of the Antichrist. I come against the agenda of that violent spirit, God. Hold them back, Father. Come on, church. We are the people of that name. Father, reveal yourself as Messiah. God, in this last days, Father, I pray. Shake up the world, God. Father, I pray, shake up the church. Shake me up, Lord. Lord, I pray, God, right now, Lord, reveal Your glory. There are prophetic ministry, There are prophetic utterance. There are apostolic anointing here in this place. So Father, I pray, Lord, we may see You, Lord, as King. We may see You as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Hallelujah. Come on church, lift your hands, Lord, that we will not see with our kind of minds. God, begin to call people. Begin to call people. Begin to call their ministry. Begin to develop their ministry right now. Lift your hands all over this place. Father, in these last days, I want to be, God, an instrument. Come on, lift your hands all over this place. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask God right now as we behold your glory, Lord, as we behold Your glory, lose apostolic ministry in us. Change us and transform us. This is what we want, Lord. Not my will, but Your will be done. Lord, that every generation will know You. Every generation, oh God, will worship You. Come on, pray for Your children. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for spiritual awakening. I pray, God, that they'll be sensitive to the leading of your Spirit. I pray, God, right now that you will desire, that you will cause them to desire spiritual things so they can tap into spiritual power, so they can tap into spiritual gift things, so they can tap into the fruit of the Spirit. Come on, church. Come on, church. We got time. Just a little bit more. I'm asking you to push just a little bit more. I would not want to settle just for normal Christianity, God. Lord, let the natural become supernatural. Father, I say again, I lose God dimensions in the spirit today. Haraka Hallelujah Jesus Come on church Lift your hands Father I ask God That our hunger For that presence Our hunger for that glory Our hunger for that glory Let me not settle For anything less Than the glory of the Lord Because it's your glory That transforms It's your glory That will manifest God your power And your sovereignty In my life Father Hallelujah In the name of Jesus Come on, just, just lift your hands, Lord. Let, Lord, I ask God that you release your prophetic word today. I ask God that you release that prophetic word, Lord. Habakkuk 2, verse 14, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Lord, the tabernacle of joy will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Come on, just lift your hands. Lord, let the tabernacle of joy see that glory. Haraka sandaria da batora, haraka sandaria da batora, da bataria Come on just lift your hands one more time. Haraka sandara, pray for one another right now. Haraka sandaria da haraka sandaria da In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. We got a few more minutes left. Come on. Come on. Just just reach out. Say, God, I, I don't want to settle for normal. I want to settle for extraordinary. I don't want to settle for an ordinary Christian life where there is no excitement. I want you, God, to begin to call me up. I want you to help me discern spiritually. I want you to help me walk into the dimension that you desire me to walk. In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Shall we just clap our hands in love and adoration to the King of Kings Come on, can we just worship Him Father, Father that we will see Your glory We will see Your glory because it's prophesied Come on, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name before I close I want to release this prophetic word do you not know that we have the power to release God's word you know Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 can we just leave your hands right now I release this prophetic word Lord right now for the earth Oh, for the earth, come on, say for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Release that prophetic utterance right now. Release it to our age, release it to the future. Lord, right now, come on, just pray for a moment. Lord, release your prophetic word. Lord, reveal your glory to our children, Review our glory to the generations after that. Review it, review it, review it. Whether whether they are in different countries. Countries review it whether in their different homes, review it, Lord, that there will be a transformation like the apostle Paul, that there'll be a manifestation, oh God, of miracles, signs, and wonders. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Let's give God praise one more time. He is worthy to be praised. I want you to look at somebody, and I know I have to end because we have to surrender the church by twelve thirty, I want you to look at somebody and say that, you know you are very special. Turn to other neighbor and say this. God called you for such a time as this.